Hey, Sarah, what's like, have you ever gone and asked for a loan, like to the bank or anything? Have you ever like gotten dressed up and gone, you know, like, hey, give me some money? Have you ever done that? <laughs> I haven't. I've never, I've never had that process, but I also don't own my own business. But I do remember like early on when I started working, getting, you know, physical check like a printed check with my name on it, how much I was paid for the two weeks work. And I do remember like walking to Chase Bank, you know, sitting there, you endorse it on the back, you know, you have to wait for the banker to deposit it, you get a slip. And it was like a fairly formal process. And it was, there was kind of just one way to do it, right? You had to go in, deposit the check into the bank. But I, I did have that experience, but not so much of the, you know, you dress up in your finest wares, you get your suitcase and you go and talk to a local banker. Yeah, I mean, I I remember as a kid, my parents going in and like go, trying to go for a loan, and they like got all dressed up. We sat at the there was like a very nice like mahogany desk, and okay. we're there just sitting there going, you know, um, I'm like writing things down in the paper pad or whatever. Very old school, uh, and I mean, obviously, the face of banking has changed over the last I would say like ten, fifteen years. I remember getting my physical check from, you know, Starbucks or wherever I worked, you know, and going to the bank and being like, please put this in my bank account, you know, with the, the, uh, I'm going to use the wrong term, pneumatic tube. Remember the tube? Yep. And the drive oh, the tube. And, yeah. And I never, the tube. yeah. Yeah. And it just goes, and then you're like, you know, then it comes back and they're like, thank you, Mr. Garcia. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, I, I, I kind of miss that. There are some things about the old ways that I miss mostly the tubes, right. uh, but but banking has changed so much and for the better. And a big part of that is how financing has changed. Now, obviously, Hearth, we give uh, contractors the ability to offer financing on every job to to homeowners. Uh, but also, there's the other side of financing for businesses when they need to borrow money to be able to do the things that they need to do. So today, we talked to Tony Cimino uh, from Rock Financial, and we talked about the myriad of ways that businesses can access financing, because there's, there's lots of different ways. There's lots of different types of financing. It's not just get in your best suit, go to the bank, get the money. Uh, we talked about the different ways, why businesses may need business financing, because, you know, you may be like, well, I don't need financing. My business is doing fine. Uh, but there are opportunities that come up where you're like, hey, I might need some extra cash so I can go do this like bigger job, right? Or I need to go, I need to take my team and I need to move them to another part of the state because there is a big natural disaster. And that's going to take a lot of capital that you may not have on hand. Or, um, you know, there's uh, some big contract that I need to hire for. So there's that. Uh, and then we also talked about, about how the banking and uh, financial industry has changed for contractors for the better. Or we're small business owners, but specifically contractors. Uh, so, you know, Tony's got a lot of energy. He's got a lot of knowledge. Uh, and I'm super excited to share this conversation with everyone. So, uh, so yeah, let's get started. Now we have Tony on from over at RockFi. Uh, he was lucky enough to join us from Long Island, which is a little bit cooler than what we're experiencing down here in Texas, 104 degrees today. <laughs> um, but Tony, thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about what RockFi does and a little bit about what your role there is? Yeah, absolutely. Sarah, thanks so much for having me and, and Rock Financial on the podcast today. Um, you know, we're super excited, um, you know, 
we're Rock Financial. It's very simple, actually, what we are. We're a commercial financing broker. Um, what kind of separates us from everybody else? Well, number one, we've been doing this for a long time. Um, you know, our James Webster, our CEO, he founded a, a brand about 15 years ago, um, built out a rock star team, um, and, and we've been rocking and rolling ever since. Um, but basically, the way that we've kind of structured our business was we built out a very successful commercial loan brokerage. Um, and we were doing that through direct marketing channels and doing a, a great job of keeping our business owners happy and aligning them with the right type of financing. Um, but we found we were able to bring a lot of value to people like CPAs and bankers um, and attorneys who worked with small businesses. Um, and that's how we stumbled upon Hearth. Uh, you know, you guys work with small businesses, right? And, and not only that, you work with our top industry, um, general contractors, construction, whether you're specialized like a, a plumber, roofer, or, you know, electrician, um, or you're just one of the general guys out there. That's our top industry. It's our bread and butter. Um, it's kind of what makes us who we are. We believe that, you know, it's the blue collar mentality. Um, that allows us to do our white collar job. And, uh, and that's really what, what we bring to the table. We're a broker, like I mentioned. So that means we have access to a lot of different programs. Um, and that ranges from SBA loans to term loans and lines of credit and equipment financing. Um, and that really kind of services different needs for the various business owners that we, we work with. Um, you know, as a business owner, you have different opportunities or challenges that you face. Um, having a little bit of cash flow or uh, some wiggle room there, it usually helps to alleviate some of the challenges or take advantage of some of those opportunities. And that's what we're here for. Um, education above, above and beyond really anything. Um, but at the same time, we know that as you do need financing, we're going to be here to service that need. That's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, and, and that's one of those things that I had to learn when I took on the rollover at hearth uh, for the content writing and all that stuff, because, you know, I was somewhere else before, but when I came to hearth, I, I had to learn kind of like a little bit of uh, a little bit deeper understanding of like what financial, um, what financial requirements you may have when running a business or a small business or like some of the, 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 the potholes I'll call them or the pitfalls that kind of like come along with trying to start your own business. Cause you know, some people, you know, they don't have the trust fund. They don't have, you know, there's a lot of people of it, like me included don't have the, you know, that big old nest egg built. So but I, I guess my first question is, you know, what are some mistakes that business owners make when they begin their research, when they're starting to find uh, or trying to find those business financing options? Well, I think the, the first thing that I can explain is we're actually in the alternative market, right? So you have traditional finance and traditional thinking, which is, hey, if I need money, I go to the bank. And I tell you to keep that same thought because the bank is going to have the best cost of capital typically for you. Um, and I say typically because there's sometimes there's uh, other products available that'll service a need a little differently. And if you have a specific scenario, what's great about Rock is we take the time to go through everything with you and can educate you on what the best options for you are. Um, but I always say, hey, start at your bank. That traditional thinking is correct. Um, but a, a lot of people especially today are not qualifying for business loans. Um, you know, you can go out and get a mortgage or you can go out and get something if you have hard assets to tie to a deal. Um, you know, but a lot of times, especially if you are one of those business owners that's just starting out, you don't own the building that you operate out of. Shoot, you may even be operating out of your home. Um, you know, so how do you then go qualify for a business loan? Well, at a bank, 
quite frankly, you don't have an option. You could go get a personal loan at a bank, but that would be your only option. And then you would have to spend that money in your business. But there are business loans available to businesses with as little as three months time in business um, and as little as $5,000 per month in revenue. So if you're able to just get yourself into a business checking account where you can start to have some transactions taking place. There are lenders out there that are willing to give you some capital to start to develop a relationship um, similar to your bank. They're not going to give you a million dollars day one, right? They want you to grow with them, right? So that's the, the same approach that we take. Um, we will crawl, walk, run with each of the businesses that we work with um, because we understand that Yes, there may be a need or challenge in the business right now, but everybody has an idea of where they want this thing to go. And the last thing that we want to do is put a hurdle in place right now with some sort of financing, right? We want to make sure that what we're doing right now is going to solve today's issue or, or, or opportunity, but at the same time is also going to help benefit the business long term. Um, and that's just the difference between working with a broker or a, a bank or lender directly. And that's kind of the biggest pitfall I would say is, hey, you can go direct to a lender or a bank, but I've never met one of them that doesn't believe they have the best product for you, right? Um, when you're working with a broker, we're actually going to be able to competitively shop your deal to the best two or three options that are available and say, hey, these are the best three options. This is how it works. Um, and if you don't mind really quick, I would like to just explain when a business owner receives an offer from Rock Financial, it's a little different, right? So because we work with so many different banks and lenders, it can be very overwhelming. If three lenders approve you, um, each of them has different um, terms that they're approving you on. One has higher dollars, one's a little bit cheaper rate, one's a longer term, right? There's a lot of variables that can go into that. So it can get kind of messy when trying to explain to a business owner what they've actually qualified for. Um, probably six to eight months ago now, we dropped some new technology. Um, and basically what it is, is it's technology that we get as a broker. So when a lender sends us an approval, they give us a calculator that basically allows us to toggle back and forth between how much money or how long of a term or whatever the kind of deal is, right? Well, we've taken our technology, blended all of the offers as they come in and presented them to a business owner in one calculator that allows them to do just that, toggle their line of credit up and down, toggle their loan amount up and down, um, really customize the deal to get what they need. Um, so if you are a business owner and you're approved up to a hundred thousand, but you only needed 50,000, you can now go in and play with those numbers and structure the term a little bit longer. So maybe the payment comes down, but then you realize, oh shoot, the rate went up because I'm holding the money a little, little longer. So let me pull it back down. So it really puts the um, onus back on the business owner to not really say yes or no, but more of a how much, right? And it's, it's one of those things where we truly believe it's kind of revolutionized the way that we even do business because it's now a situation where we're no longer asking them, Hey, does this work or not? It's, Hey, these are all of your options and you can kind of pick. So um, that's a, a major game changer for somebody who applies with us directly. They're going to get this ex user experience. And not only are they going to do that, we'll let them go out and do that, but they always have then their point of contact who can answer any questions or go over any, uh, you know, any insight into the deal. Um, if they are saying, Hey, I do want to move forward with X amount of dollars. No, that makes sense. And I think kind of the biggest thing you touched on is just understanding what your options are, right? I think it's 
we're all kind of used to like, okay, I need a loan, go to the bank, right? Like that's the only option. But I think understanding that there's companies like yourself and that contractors can actually qualify for a bunch of different options and find one that's going to be a good fit. And um, it's funny that you mentioned one because it may not be just one. That's true. Right? It could, it be, could two or three. be two, three, right? If you need an SBA loan, sometimes those take six, eight, 12 months to get. Um, in the meantime, do you have time to wait? Is there something that you need right now, right? Can we get you a line of credit that will allow you to pull and draw as you need? Um, whatever the situation calls for, again, that's kind of what's unique is it may be a couple of options that are the best for you. And how would you know that if you were to kind of put it to to the test or put it to the market. Um, You know, I have a finance degree. Uh, I spent a long time trying to get it. Um, But yeah, I have a finance degree and I really didn't understand this alternative finance industry um, until I got into working with uh, the team that we're working with now. And that's that's kind of fascinating, but also scary to me in a weird way that, you know, there's this whole world that exists. I mean, you know, some of the names that are in this industry right now are Goldman Sachs, um, Amex, PayPal, Amazon, Spotify, Square Payments. Um, You know, a lot of people are getting into this alternative business finance because they're supporting the businesses that work through them. Um, You know, we're here doing it on the ground level. Uh, We're a a group of people that you can call and talk to somebody for real. Um, Yes, we're very technology based. So we're going to move quickly um, and efficiently. So you don't have to worry about the typical uh, mile long paperwork list and doc lists. Um, We're going to keep it streamlined. We're very experienced. So we know what to ask for when. um, And that's the advantage or competitive advantage advantage when working with rock. There's no more than that. It's the people that run the engine, to be honest. Yeah. And that's, uh, oh, that's what contractors want. Like I know for us at heart, like our biggest value proposition is that, you know, we have a team here that's here to help you, right? Exactly. Like you're not going to have to worry about talking to a chat bot. You call in, you speak with, you know, someone on our customer success team who like understands a roofing contractor understands, yep. you know, that piece of it, but sorry, yep. doggo, I cut you off. Oh, that's fine. I just have like a really quick follow up. It's a, uh, and this is something that we run into on uh, the the homeowner side is trying to explain the factors that go into like an unsecured loan, right? So you know, some people will be like, oh, like you know, my homeowner he got you know, or he or she got like you know, seven point nine percent. I would like for it to be lower. Like, how can I get it lower? Um, and you know, for us, it's debt to income ratio, it's FICO score, it's income, uh, you know, there, there's like all of, a few factors that go into it. Um, but for a business, obviously it's not like personal finance. So there may be some difference there. And yeah. I don't know if there's any kind of like intangibles that you may not understand or someone may not understand when they're applying for a business loan. So I guess, how would you explain the factors that go into like getting qualified for a home for a business owner? It's a great question. Um, just like you guys, there's plenty of risk factors, right? Um, number one, not number one, but at near the top is industry. Um, you know, if you've, and I'm sure some of the people that listen to this podcast are going to have applied for financing. And if you've been declined, you know that it's probably because it may even be the industry, right? Some people do not like this industry for whatever reason. Um, It was the only one that was still operating during COVID. But um, if you think about it, if you just apply at the wrong place, they may just not have your type of deal, right? So 
yes, risk factors are a major, major, major part of what we're looking at. Um, I would say the best piece of advice I could give here is that any loan you're going to get, and this is going to make sense when I finish saying it, but any loan you're going to get, your revenue has to be able to support the payback of that loan. Right. So that's the number one thing is affordability. Now, if you have a cash flow crunch and we're able to show that in the paperwork and the documents we're able to provide that, hey, we're just going through a little bit of a tough time here. Yes, some cash would alleviate that. We can create that for you. But at the same time, in general, you have to be able to now afford that payment despite this cash flow crunch you're going through. So I think where people get a little bit uh, overzealous is, hey, you know, I have this great idea. I've been running this business for a little bit. You know, it makes 10 or $20,000 a month. Let me go try to get $5 million because that would change everything. Well, that would change everything for pretty much everybody, right? Um, again, we talked about crawl, walk, run a little bit before. It may be a situation where you get ten dollars to $50,000 to start. Now, I'm not saying you won't get $5 million, but it may take take you a couple of years to get into that place where you can qualify for an SBA loan, which would get you $5 million. Now you would need a couple of years of profitable tax returns, right? So if you weren't profitable in the business just yet, maybe we can create profitability by using some capital right now and using a smaller amount to get going. So I think that, you know, I think expectation and reality sometimes are a little far off in, in business financing. And I think that that's probably the biggest thing that we do is just provide education on why you are qualifying for what you qualified for. Um, because again, for us, it doesn't, there's no harm in you taking a deal or not taking a deal because we know that financing is not if it's when, um, so we'll be here to offer it for you. Um, but at the end of the day, the biggest question for a business owner should be, well, what happens if I don't do this? Right. Because you do have, when you work with rock, a hard approval in front of you that you can count on in your business. So if you were to just take that away, what opportunity are we leaving on the table? What challenges are we still facing? Um, and only they know the real answer to those questions, right? But we're just here to give them the reality of the situation of, hey, there is this alternative finance marketplace available. We can give you access to the entire thing. Here's how it works, right? And now I will tell you that this is an ever-changing landscape. Um, since I came into the industry six years ago, um, things changed drastically as we approached COVID. And since COVID, it's been even crazier, right? Um, you know, people will talk about the feds raising the rates, which I'm sure you guys are hearing about, right? People will talk about um, shutdowns. They'll talk about a lot of different factors that go into it. Yeah, we're, we're working around those things. Absolutely. So if you think that they're not affecting underwriting decisions, you're a little naive, right? So uh, an underwriter may not be as willing to go above and beyond as they once were, or maybe they're going a little bit more above and beyond because you were able to show how you kept your business solid through such a crazy time. I can't predict the future with what every business owner would qualify for. But I think when, when again, just kind of circling back, when a business owner applies, the biggest thing that we can do is bring that expectation and reality together as quickly as possible, because it, that allows them to make real decisions that they can bank on. All I hear, I mean, I, 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 that's awesome. But all I hear is like, get organized. I, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, because when you said documents, I was like, oh God, you know, like, <laughs> you know, well, we're going to help you there too. Yeah. Because it's, it, I say documents and 
it's it's pretty simple, man. It's very simple. It's business bank statements. It's an application which digitally we can text you or you can go right into uh, right onto the Internet and complete through a, a form fill. Um, you can sync your bank directly to our platform to upload the bank statements. It's pretty it's a pretty seam uh, seamless process you may have to provide a tax return um you know if you're looking to purchase a piece of equipment we need an invoice or quote for that particular piece um you know there may be some closing stipulations outside of that but it's pretty streamlined um if you go to the bank they're going to ask for a, a lot of information um you start talking about an sba loan they're going to ask for a lot of information right the federal government's involved um but most of what we service just so you guys really understand is not the SBA market. The SBA market it has a lot of people that's, that service it. We just do that too. Um, most of what we do are term loans, lines of credit, and equipment financing. Um, so because of that, it's typically a quicker turn time. The average deal for us funds in two to five business days. Um, you can receive an approval in as quickly as like 12 to 24 hours. Um, so again, we try to move quick enough that you can make decisions in your business and continue running it. Um, not that we we pretend to be a CFO or anything like that. We just want to be a financing arm that you can rely on. When you lean back on this thing, you know you're getting factual information um, and you can literally play with the numbers and make them make sense for you and your business and what you have going on. No, that makes sense. And I think you touched on this a little bit, but if you could just break down kind of simply the, the way like, why do you have home improvement contractors come to you guys? I think you touched on a little bit equipment financing to keep cash flow going and then growth. Um, so like, what are kind of the main reasons they would give you guys a call? So right now, the biggest thing that we're seeing, honestly, is inflation. Um, mm. You know, obviously costs are up, right? Um, nobody's hiding from the fact that, you know, wood costs are way up from where they were a couple of years ago. Material costs, right? Um, the gas prices are up, right? So even just getting from job to job is more expensive than it was, you know, a, a couple of years ago. Um, this is creating cash flow crunches if you aren't prepared for these things. Um, so I think cash flow is probably one of the bigger things right now. Um, just as, you know, because uh, again, businesses are still being affected, homeowners are affected, right? And I think what's unique about contractors, right, is you go into somebody's home and your outlet is six inches to the left from where it was supposed to be. They don't want to pay you, right? So like they want you to complete the job, right? Well, now you got to go back to their house, move the outlet, right? And now you're delaying getting that check and then that check has to clear. Or I mean, obviously with you guys, it's a little different, but I'm just saying, I'm just creating the environment, right? If you have a situation where, hey, you know, you were counting on that check and now all of a sudden it's not there, well, what do you do then, right? So lines of credit are, are huge right now. And, and I think Dago was even touching on that earlier that, you know, the line of credit is great because you can draw on it and need it as you need it, pay it back and it becomes available again on the line, but then it's there for even when you don't need it, right? So, um, you know, that's a, a major point for it, um, you know, and for us, 
like you touched on equipment financing. Um, equipment financing is a unique one because uh, you have section, section 179 of the tax code, which allows a business owner this year to write off 100% of the cost of a, a piece of equipment. So if you purchase a piece of equipment this year in your business, you can write off dollar for dollar that purchase, right? So if you are profitable by a few hundred thousand dollars and you go and you buy a hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment, now you have access to a piece of equipment and you can write that cost of the equipment off against your profitability. But if you took a loan to do it, you didn't actually have to come out of your pocket for that hundred thousand. So you get the equipment, you keep the cash on hand and you get the, the write off of, hey, I can still write off the fact that there's this uh, this equipment uh, that I can write off in my business. Um, you know, I always say if you are purchasing equipment and looking to take advantage of that, make sure you reach out to your accountant and go over the particulars of your deal with them. Um, but that is the case with Section 179. So you do have the ability to write off that cost of the equipment. Um, and what's cool about an equipment loan is it's not going to affect if you still needed some cash. So if you were like, hey, not only am I buying equipment, but I need to hire three more employees so they can go out and run this crew. And I need the, the, the cash flow for payroll for the first three months, right? So now I need $50,000 on a line of credit and the $100,000 piece of equipment or $50,000 on a loan and the $100,000 piece of equipment. That's something that you could do together at the same time um, and really be able to take advantage of, uh, again, the financing that's available. Right. And I think that's what you're saying where it's like, it might not just be one loan option. You know exactly. what I mean? It's kind of using it in conjunction to look to grow your business. Cause in theory, if you buy that piece of equipment, especially if it's specialty equipment, then you can market yourself within that very specific type of trade, take on more homeowners and grow your business kind of through adding on services that you can now do because you have a very specialized piece of equipment to do so. Absolutely. And, and, you know, again, it may even just be moving the equipment, right? We did a deal um, a few months back. It was actually a very large deal. The guy, he um, did driveways and parking lots and he had a big deal with that he had struck with the state of Florida. Um, and it was going to revolutionize pretty much the way that he was doing his business, but he had to ante up and go buy a ton of equipment in order to service the contract, right? Well, he was able to come to us and because he already had a relationship with us, he took full advantage of the equipment financing. I think he bought like three or four pieces, um, you know, so it really was a situation where, hey, I already had the financing relationship because he already had a relationship with us. Um, once that opportunity was there, he already knew, hey, I got this thing in the bag because I can go get the financing. Um, so that's kind of what's unique about a, a relationship with somebody in financing, whether it's us or anybody else is just being able to go to market with some confidence. Yeah, that's actually, that's pretty amazing that, 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 you know, there was that opportunity that showed up and that person was able to just kind of like capitalize on it. I and mean, that's like, I mean, I guess that's why you do it, right? You know, you're giving yeah. the people the the opportunity to go and like live their dreams and, you know, you know, if somebody was like, Hey doggo, I need you to move the whole family right now, you know? And I, and I got, I don't, you know, we were, we just, you know, we, sometimes we dream plan in the house and we're like, okay, how much would it cost for us to move to, you know, X, Y, Z. And we literally just write it out and we try to see, and it's, you know, sometimes it's in the, you know, 20 K 30 K range. Cause you got to pack all these things up and that's just for a family. Like imagine like, you know, uh, you get a, you get a big contract somewhere. Yeah. Like you just said, and then you have to move all of your stuff, all of your people, you know, hire people down there, you know, recruit down there, you know, all of those expenses. I yeah. think that's, that's, that's like the, the, the really cool, uh, case study for something like this, because I think, 
Um, and this is, you know, me personally, or, and I think anyone really out there, they see as like lending and financing as a kind of, or they may see it because it may be a little more old school uh, as like a boogeyman, right? Or as like, some, like oh, they just want your, you know, they just want to make a buck off of you. Um, but there is, there are those circumstances where it's like, it is useful, right? Because uh, we always say uh, when we, we tell the contractors to like offer financing to homeowners every time they're in the home, you know, sometimes we explain it as like, do you buy a car in cash? Like if you do, then I mean, I'm very impressed with you, but it's very difficult yeah, to go knows? buy a, you know, a Ford Raptor right now in cash. Okay. Yeah. Or like, you know, it, or even you, a Ford Ranger. Yeah. Ford. <laughs> I saw a littler one the other day. It was like, it was like a, it was like smaller than the Ford Ranger. It was, it was really cute. I wanted one actually, <laughs> but uh, you know, just imagine me just getting in and out of one, but uh or like your phone, like even your phone, like your iPhone or your Android, like so you finance that, like you know. I mean, so you know why I mean, why you limit yourself? Right yeah. You touched on it right there, right? There's all of these things these days. You have Klarna and um, you know these pay as you go options on every checkout. Apple just came out with one. Um, the reason is is because at the end of the day, and and this may sound crazy. Right. What if I told you that the cost of capital is actually irrelevant? Cost doesn't matter. Right. At the end of the day. Right. Because you touched on on a on a unique point. Right. Cost. Cost is irrelevant if you ask anybody in our office. And the reason being is because you're not looking at the whole picture if you're looking at a rate. I promise. Um, because at the end of the day, like we were just talking about with the example is, Hey, if you don't add that to your business, right? Hey, it's going to add a couple million dollars a year in revenue, right? So by adding that revenue to your business or not adding that revenue to your business, what happens, right? And what does that compounding effect look like, right? Are you able to do things in the future? Are you able, like, you know, everybody again has a plan with where they'd like to get to. I don't think everybody wants to be working as hard today as they will be in 20, 30, 40 years from now, right? So if you want to scale back, you have to put the put the plan in place and the right people and the right seats and scale your business the right way, yeah, I mean, there's a reason that there's all these statistics about why businesses fail. Um, it's because it's hard to succeed, right? Um, so I circle back to the cost being irrelevant, right? Um, when you go into a homeowner's home, do you give them the outlet at the exact cost that it costs you to buy it for a, the exact price that you're paying the, the guy hourly to come in and put the outlet in? No, you have a markup right? There is a markup on capital as well. So yes, there is a cost. So it's not irrelevant, right? But at the same time, what is the total cost? And what I mean is you have an opportunity or challenge that you're facing, right? If it's, if, listen, we talk to people all the time, right? We do deals in the transportation industry. Like we had a gentleman a few weeks back in the transportation industry. He owned a towing company out in Washington. Um, he called us because he wasn't going to make payroll on Friday. Right. He had been in a situation where gas prices had rapidly rose over like a three, four week period. Cash flow had been in a crunch. He had six trucks on the road. It's a lot of gas. Um, and he wasn't going to make payroll on Friday. So he was like, I just need you to pay me to get to Friday. Um, so we literally got him a loan to meet payroll. Right. So that's a major challenge in your business, because if you don't pay payroll on Friday, your tow truck drivers don't show up on Saturday. Right. So 
again, that opportunity cost is much different than, you know, hey, we, we're going to bicker over a couple of percent here. Um, you know, and again, the last thing that I'll circle back to on, on the cost is time right? How much time are you going to invest as a business owner in going to look for this financing? Because I'm sure that not every deal, because I believe we do a great job of putting ourselves on the market where we should be. Um, but I'm sure that there's deals that people could go out and find a point or two cheaper. You know, I don't, I don't believe we win by being the cheapest thing on the block, right? Um, but at the same time, people don't even blink at our cost most of the time because there's so much value in what else we're providing around it. It's the consultative approach. It's the ability to look at multiple options. It's the ability to say, hey, maybe I don't even need this, right? And we're not going to sit there and shove it down your throat because that's what you would probably think, right? Hey, it's financing. They they want me to take this loan so that they can make all the money. No, that's not the case. Again, like I said earlier, you're going to need financing at some point. We'll get you the next time, right? And that's the idea is you can work your business to the best of your ability, right? Where if you do need financing to take advantage of something, lean on this relationship with somebody like us at Rock. Um, and if you don't, at least you know where you stand if you're not. Right. So um, cost is a unique beast because everybody gets on and everybody wants the best rate. I totally get it. I'm in the process of buying a house and rates are not what they were a, a couple months back. Right. So I totally get it. I'm watching it happen. Um, but at the same time, the cost for me is I got a growing family. I'd like to continue to grow and we're not growing right now because we don't have the room. So I'm going to bite the bullet, buy a house, suffer with my rate. And if I get a chance to refinance, I'll refinance when the rates go down. Um, but there's an opportunity cost there, right? And same thing with business. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Starbucks marks their coffee up 700%. So, um, you know, a thousand percent, right? And we still all buy their $5 cups of coffee. Um, you know, a, a few percent here or there with money makes people act funny. I'm well aware of it, but you got to be able to get around that to really make the most educated decision for your business. Yeah, I totally, totally understand. Uh, it's, it's like, yeah, there's, there's just like so many things that pop up. And like you mentioned, like with inflation and this like recession coming up and, or not coming up, well, you know, it's like, people are like, Oh, it's, it's on its way. You know, oh, 20, oh, we're in now. one, we're in one now. We're in Everybody's one. Okay, talking about yeah. it. Two, two back to back quarters. GDP is down. We're in a recession. Yeah. We are, you're right. Yeah. And guess what? Everybody still has to wake up and put their pants on one leg at a time. How are you going to run your business today? That's what it really comes down to. You know, everybody's dealing with the same hand at this point, right? Um, and let's face it, some businesses are successful in this and some aren't, right? There is that in this, right? So as the savvy business owner, how do you take advantage of what's out there to be on the right side of things? Uh, could you explain a little bit of like the different types of financing a business could get? Because there is like the straight up loan and then there's lines of credit, but is there anything outside of those two? Um, yeah. Just, just like a quick rundown because uh, I mean, personally, I'd like to know, but also, you know, <laughs> I'm sure there's some people who like, you know, they're just like, they just think it's a loan, right? They don't think of like yeah. the various types. Um, so yeah, if you could run those down. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of like the whole waterfall, the way that it works is traditional financing typically has the longest terms with the lowest rates. Um, and they'll give the highest dollar amounts. It's usually things like commercial mortgages or SBA loans um, that I'm talking about. And those are going to be structured with, you know, 10, 25, 30 year plus terms. Um, 
again, cheaper interest rates, but that's because they have a lot of time to compound, right? So because they're doing so much compounding, you can make the, the rate look really pretty. Um, but as you start to come down in term, you start to have some other products available to you. Like, for example, anywhere from like three years to five years right now is equipment financing. Um, typically in terms of like a business loan or working capital loan or a line of credit these days, you're looking at anywhere from like six months to 36 months. Um, and it's a, a unique world where you have a lot of different options. Um, you know, you do have a traditional loan where you get a lump sum in your business um, and you will pay back a lump sum plus interest, right? Or like we were talking about a little bit before, the line of credit or revolving line of credit, where if you have $100,000 available on a line, you take $50,000 out, you're only gonna make payments on the 50,000. And as you pay that back, it's going to become available on the line again, right? So let's say you paid back 25,000 and you needed to go draw again, you would have 75,000 available to you because you had paid back into that line of credit. So that's a very flexible product that is good if you have, you know, a cyclical business or, or situations where cash does come up from time to time. Um, and then again, you have equipment financing. There's also factoring that's available to um, some construction companies. This is a product that's tough to get simply because, um, again, constru construction or contracting, it's tough to predict what a homeowner may want, right? We were talking about with the outlet being six inches to the left before. Um, you know, that's that's tough to predict. So factoring isn't always a, a product that's available, but basically that's where you are saying, hey, I've done this business. These are the receivables that I have coming up or people that owe me the money and certain people will leverage that for you um, if you're doing it in the right way and can keep the right track of it. Um, so there are a few options available depending on how you do your business um, as to what would be available to you. Um, you know, time in business matters. Um, your credit score matters. Um, it's not the biggest factor, like a poor credit isn't going to approve or decline you, but it will affect the rate and term, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, it, again, the biggest thing is your ability to afford the payback of the loan. Um, as long as they can see the affordability in it, there's usually a, a good amount of wiggle room around some of the other requirements. Um, but again, you're going to be uh, your credit score, your location, um, right? Uh, you know, I'm in the Northeast here in, uh, on Long Island in New York and a construction company in the middle of January is not the same construction company as they are today in the middle of July when we're recording this. So um, that being said, right, uh, a business would qualify for different things based on different times of the year if you weren't able to paint the right picture. Um, so we would be able to understand where you are and what you're doing and how there would be some seasonality. And we would tell a really cool story about how that works um, along with preparing your loan package. Um, but, you know, a business owner who applied directly wouldn't get that type of direction. Um, you know, this is way off the, the, the kind of cuff for this call, but really quick, the difference between us and somebody else was I, I was just on our sales floor a couple of days ago and I heard one of our reps going through an application line by line. And it's not tough to fill out our application. I'm talking about name, business name, your start date, your birthday, right? They're not tough questions. They got to the question of industry and he paused and stopped them right there. And he goes, well, I just want to talk about this one for a second. And I heard him start to educate the business owner and they happen to be in the medical transportation industry, right? 
if I ask the two of you to picture a doctor, you're going to see one thing and picture a tow truck driver, you're going to see another, right? Underwriters view things black and white, just like that. So if you apply as a transportation company versus a medical company, you're going to get two different types of approvals. If you apply as an electrician versus a general contractor, you're going to see two different types of approvals. So that's why it's important to have somebody in your corner who can answer these questions and give you the, you know, the ability to kind of get around some of these things with a little bit of education, knowing the process. Yeah, Cause you're not, it's not necessarily like uh, bending, like lying or bending the truth, but it's like, it's like, no, like we need an actual representation of what I'm doing here. So like the transportation of like, you know, medical goods or whatever is medicine. Like, you know, that is part of like the medical system. Absolutely. So that, and they're yeah. paid the same way as doctors, right? There's insurance companies, there's States. These are the, the hospitals. They're all paying them the same way. I totally get it. Right. Same thing with the, the electrician side of things. Right. Like, you know, at the end of the day, it's one of those things where you may feel a certain type of way about it. But I, like I said, I'm buying a house. I'm going through the mortgage process myself. I am weary of filling out the application correctly. So like if oh, yeah. I'm that way, if I'm having anxiety and agita in my stomach about did I write the right thing? Did I give them I'm the director of partnerships. Was I supposed to just say director? Should I should should I say director of partnership? Do I say electrician? Do I say general? So I it's it's nothing more than just relying on the knowledge of, hey, we've done this before. We've been there before. Um, you know, we're going to get you the smoothest process from not only app application to approval, but ultimately where we really help is approval to funding. Um, you know, a lot of times you say the wrong thing and you lose a loan, right? So we just try to make sure that you're giving the information as it's supposed to be received, right? Banks like to receive information certain ways. Um, and if you're not able to prepare, I know we talked about this earlier, you, the documentation thing, if you can't prepare your docs correctly, you can't go to that type, that bank, right? So we're just there to be that stop in place that says, okay, we're going to dot every I and cross every T and make sure we know that we're we're presenting your case the best that it should be. Totally. And making sure that you have someone in your court. And I think like, as you mentioned, that's probably the most important thing when you're going through all of this. And that's the same thing with Hearth. We find that too, when we're working with our clients, just making sure that we're giving our contractors tools to be more successful at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Tony, we're out of time, but thank you so much. This was fantastic. I think one, the conversation couldn't be more timely. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of summer, couldn't, could not be more timely from that perspective, but appreciate you chatting with us and to learn more about rock financial, please visit rock R O K dot biz B I Z and Tony, his team will reach out and really help you understand what your options are. Cause I think at the end of the day, throughout this conversation, to me, that's been the most important standout is there's not just one path. And yep. make sure that you kind of open your eyes and understand all the options that are available to you when it comes to lending. I couldn't have summarized it any better, Sarah. Dago, thank you so much for having myself and Rock Financial on. Um, yes. You know, Hearth Rocks, we we say it all the time. So uh, <laughs> I like the Rocks piece. I think you guys have strong branding with that. I yeah, love it. yeah. Listen, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm a dad. I'm going to play it till it's, you know. Oh, it's, it'll never, it, that yeah, will never yeah, get yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm a young dad too. So I got a, a lot of time of using this. I'm going to get good at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you guys again so much. And, uh, and, and I really appreciate it. Awesome. awesome. Thanks so much, Tony. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye.